The reality is, you know, some people would love to upload and live in cyberspace. Well, you can't do that. Um, and I don't know if you ever will really be able to be independent because there have to be computers and they're physical objects and they run on electricity. So how would you, you can't be independent of the physical world. But it's also no longer really possible to live in meat space. If you want to live a modern life, you have to engage. This talk is from our annual member gathering two years ago. In it, Christine Peterson, who is the co-founder of Fawcett Institute, discusses meat space versus cyberspace and hybrid approaches for getting the best of both worlds. If these discussions spark your interest, you can join this year's member gathering in December across San Francisco, France and cyberspace, another hybrid, by becoming a member at foresight.org. Enjoy. So meet space and cyberspace, how do we get the best of both? Uh, what we want is the best of both. We want to maximize good interactions, minimize bad interactions. We want full cooperation without vulnerability. That comes from Mark Miller, our computer security fellow here at Foresight. Now, we try with human laws to establish this in our existing uh, cities and countries with very mixed success. Now we're trying to do it online and in new physical communities. Let's look at online versus. So this is where we are. Humanity, we live in meat, meat space. Some of you will recognize this from the, the comedy um, science fiction story about they're made of meat. We are. We're made of meat. Now, there are pleasures involved in being made of meat, uh, but then uh, things go bad over time, as meat tends to do. So. Uh, there's a lot about longevity tomorrow. I want to call your attention to two specific things. One is there was a prediction earlier today that uh, at some point we're going to we're going to get rid of Alzheimer's. We're actually much closer than people may realize. And Steve Fox, if you want to wave your hand, will be doing a lightning talk and a breakout on how close we are to getting rid of Alzheimer's. So those of you like me who have the genes for Alzheimer's might want to stop by there and find out how to do it. The other is. Anyone here who's interested in personal longevity, tomorrow we have a lightning talk and a breakout on a landmark longevity study that you will want to join for sure. Um, it costs a few hundred dollars, but it's so valuable. Even if you don't have the money, this is what credit cards are made for, okay? This is about your personal longevity. So join the landmark longevity study that's being discussed in a lightning talk and a breakout tomorrow. Okay, that's meat space. So cyberspace, these two areas conflict. We've got meat space, or as I like to call it, dirt space, which is the physical world. We have, we have laws on paper, human courts, fiat currencies, commodities, physical war, all based on the dirt that you happen to be standing on. And this dirt has been fought over by primates for millennia. And certain uh, primates won out over others. They got to make the laws, and that's what governs you. And then, in contrast, we have cyberspace uh, with encryption. Uh, eventually, we're going to have smart contracts. We already have cryptocurrencies. We are starting to see uh, signs of cyber war, and it all takes place in some kind of cyber jurisdiction where they do things like vote on whether or not to, to split a, a cyber currency, which is not based on dirt. It's not a dirt-based decision. 
So there, there really is a different place here. But our reality is, you know, some people would love to upload and live in cyberspace. Well, you can't do that. Um, and I don't know if you ever will really be able to be independent because there have to be computers and they're physical objects and they run on electricity. So how would you, you can't be independent of the physical world. But it's also no longer really possible to live in meat space. If you want to live a modern life, you have to engage. Um, I'm going to skip over some of this. If you want to hear the full thing, come tomorrow to my breakout. But we have hybrid contracts. I just heard another, t we, 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 the historical example is Amex Mini Consulting. I also heard an example about automated incorporation of companies where a lot of that is that process, which is usually done by lawyers involving pieces of paper, is now done by software code. To me, this sounds like a major plus. Um, and in China, we know it's getting harder and harder to pay with cash. Now, it's very convenient, and you hear people rave about how convenient it is. Yes, it's very convenient, but all those are recorded and all that data goes to, uh, to the Chinese government. So, so that's how we have increasing conflict and between these two spaces and increasing efforts from meat space to control cyberspace. So cyberspace is re can be revolting. So they're, they're attempting to regulate or out outlaw encryption. I heard again from Washington, D.C., a call that they really want to backdoor in on the encryption. How many times do we have to have this argument? Have they not noticed that they keep leaking all their secrets? The military, the U.S. military leaks their secrets. The NSA leaks their secrets. How do they possibly think this is not going to happen again? Um, they want to tax cryptocurrencies. They want backdoors. They have backdoors in the hardware. How many of you are familiar with the backdoors in the hardware, the chips? Okay, that's right, right? There, there are backdoors in the hardware. So, so you can think of this as sort of the, re the revenge of meat space onto cyberspace. They want control. Um, Australia, I'm not, don't read all this. Australia is on the forefront of trying to crack down on, uh, on what's going on. What's going on online? So weaknesses of today's cyberspace that make it even more vulnerable. So we have notoriously insecure software. I mean, pretty much every day you wake up and there's a notification. It's like, you got to update this. you got to update that. Why do you have to update it? Well, it might be there's a new feature, but often these are security updates. They're patching holes in the software, and it's a continual battle. So, and we run on top of notoriously insecure operating systems as well. The security paradigm is still one we've been on for a long time called access control lists. Um, it's like a building with insufficient locks. Uh, they're just not secure. It actually is known how to do a secure operating system, and uh, you can actually do a provably secure one, but it's more expensive. And it's hard to break into this because we have, have this extremely complicated ecosystem. Right, shouldn't be hard to break into. So, but we're like in a situation of a frog in hot water, right? It's getting hotter and hotter. Eventually, when if we have systems we really care about that we really don't want to go down, we're going to have to switch to something more secure. And those of you who care about computer security, check out the website agoric.com. So more negative interactions uh, in this world of security last. Um, 
think about this. It's the most automated societies that are least secure to cyber attack, right? Uh, that would be us, basically. Um, even our electricity is vulnerable. And we've just recently had a bunch of power outages, right? How did that go? Just for a few days, it was, it was for those people, this is a complete disaster. Um, if you, it's, you could take down an entire region uh, for, and not just for days, but for months. What would that be like if it happened suddenly? And the, what would that lead to? If, if the people here, if it happened here, if the people here in government felt that this was caused by a foreign power, there'd be a meat space retaliation, right? Um, we, we, we would regard it as a real, as a, as a major assault on, on the United States if that happened here. So, so these, these cyber vulnerabilities could lead to serious meat space disasters, which is one reason we really have to fix them. So what's the opportunity? There is an opportunity here. Um, we haven't, we can do better. Uh, there, there is a vision of, well, we, you know, we want to cut ourselves off from control from meat space. I'm not sure that's actually practical. Um, what we can do, I think, is we want to go for maximum cybersecurity so that our cyberspace is not vulnerable because it makes meat space vulnerable. Um, and that also gives us privacy. But I think we need to be, we need to be connected to meat space reality. We need to be able, for example, to connect with the world banking system. Life without being able to connect to the world banking system is very difficult. It's just, it's just not a, a plausible goal. So what would be the suggestion? Well, it's hard to get an existing government to try new arrangements. Um, Ca California's too big. All the U.S. states are too big. And they're too embedded in the existing system. What we can do is experiment in new jurisdictions, and that's being looked at by, for example, Charter Cities Institute. Do we have theirs? Mark Letter in the back. Thank you, Mark. Um, and there are other groups as well that are looking at this. There's also the Seasteading Institute, another, another organization uh, that we like here at Foresight. That's where we can do some experimentation, uh, both in terms of the computer security potentials. These could offer improved cybersecurity services. Uh, they could experiment with open source, law, open source law, such as ULEX. And we could see if some new ideas could take hold there. And then if they, if they work well at that level, possibly spread outside. And with that, I think I'm out of time and we'll go to the questions. Thank you. Okay, very good. So um, we'll start actually with our astute panel. If you have anything that you'd like to uh, address first, someone put kick me on my back, did they? Okay, there you go. I am very reserved. Do you, you guys don't have any questions? All right. Well, while Aaron's running around looking for uh, card questions, do you have anyone who wants to come up to the to the microphone? David always has something. Just a question. Uh, you said that a provably secure system was expensive. Is that expensive in development costs or expensive in the uh, running more slowly because it's got to, to do more work? So you can use that one up behind. Um, I think it, what I was referring to is the effort it takes to code them. In other words, the actual development. I haven't heard that they're slower. I think it's more about 
the effort to, because every single time, every cut line of code you write, first you think about security. It's, it's slower. It's just slower to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is right. The challenge is you have to rewrite all the software. Then uh, that is unfortunately not a minor challenge. All right. Um, next, uh, we can look at your metaculous question where you've noticed that eight of the top 10 cities in terms of cameras per population are currently Chinese. And you're asking, when is this going to be the top 10 entirely dominated by China? When do you think that will be? You're not getting that? I think they turned it down. That's okay. The magic mixer no. woman. Here it comes. They're, they are magically noticing that I was talking. Um, what I predicted was a year from now, it will be all 10 in China. Right now it's eight. And the interesting question is, well, how the heck are we going to know that? Right? It's not like China says, hey, we're winning on this contest. Um, there's a particular company that tries to track these things. And by making this prediction, I was sort of making a point saying, look, Take a look at this list, first of all. Look at the current list. Um, there's only two cities outside China now that make the list. One is London, interestingly. Um, and the question would be, first, will it be China? Number two, and then also, uh, how will we know? And then finally, what does this mean? What is the trend, right? Uh, one, one, one quip I've heard is that China's heading for 1984 and the U.S. is heading for Brave New World, whereas they're going for sort of a top-down hammer-style control, and we're going with the bamboozled idiot-style control. And that's they both seem to be working just fine, but what is what kind of world is this, right? Let's do better. Now, this is tracking, I presume, government-run cameras. Which... I, don't, I don't know, because, I mean, private cameras can share data with government, so I don't and, know. And they certainly are. All right. Uh, do we have another question from the, uh, we have a hand there or we have, um, Aaron coming back with some anonymous cowards questions. No, we're not going to say that. Okay. The, the question is, so how expensive was it to develop a secure OS? And I guess that's better a question for Mark or, or, um, yeah, that Dean or any of the other people if they're here. These, these were, these were fairly small projects. This is not. You don't need a Microsoft or a Google to do this. No, this is not that difficult. Did this conversation pique your interest? Maybe it even inspired a bit of existential hope about the future in you. Search for Fawcett Institute on YouTube or Twitter to stay up to date. Or visit foresight.org to learn more, subscribe to our newsletter, and join our efforts. We are entirely funded by your donations, so please support us if you like what we do. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>